afternoon, everyone. We're here from the Animal Science Meeting in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and recording another episode of Ruminating Round the Table. I'm here with a graduate student from Kansas State University. Welcome, Elizabeth Dressler. Hi, thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. I was able to listen to some of your research that was presented at the Beef Improvement Federation meeting in Calgary the first week of July, and it was really exciting, and I thought you could just talk a little more about your research today. Yeah, of course. Just to start, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, my name is Elizabeth Dressler. I'm an animal breeding and genetics PhD student under Dr. Megan Rolfe at K-State. Um, I'm a Kansas native, so I grew up on a small commercial cow-calf ranch, and I was really active in 4-H growing up, and so um, the beef industry is something that I've been passionate about. So I completed both my bachelor's and master's degrees at K-State, and then um, my master's research and then now part of my PhD focus is on gas emissions from grazing beef cattle. Um, And in doing that, we use the green feed pasture system. So you're using green feed in some of your research. Uh, Did you know that you were going to be using green feed when you started your master's program? Yeah, so it was really exciting. I talked to Dr. Rolf as an undergrad, and um, I told her I was interested in going to grad school, and she kind of told me some of their research areas of focus and what they had going on. And she mentioned um, doing the work with the green feed and methane emissions, and I thought that sounded really interesting. So I signed up to go to grad school, and that was the project that I got. So, Well, obviously I'm biased, but I think it's a very exciting project that you've been working on. Why don't you tell us how you're using green feed in your research and what you're looking at? Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, we have the pasture-based green feed So it's our green feed that's mounted on the trailer, and so we can pull it out to grazing pastures with our animals. So we have the methane, carbon dioxide, and oxygen sensors. So um, a lot of work in the greenhouse gas emissions field's been done in, like, confinement settings, and so, like, feedlots or dairies. Um, But we were really interested in quantifying the emissions from the grazing beef cattle side of things, Um, because we know that sector of the beef industry is the largest contributor. So we were really focused on trying to measure um, gas fluxes on a large number of uh, grazing beef cattle. And like I mentioned, I'm an animal breeding and genetics grad student, so our end goal with that is to um, collect enough phenotype records to do a genetic analysis with, with gas emissions for grazing beef cattle. Sounds like there's going to be a lot of green feed in your future, collecting the massive amount of data for a genetic analysis. Um, With the the gas emission profiles, you're taking that a step further than just the usual methane that a lot of our users are interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, How are the CO2 data and oxygen data also meaningful to your research? That is correct. We are kind of taking it a little bit further. And so what we've done with those um, extra sensors on the green feed is calculate um, metabolic heat production. And so the Brouwer's equation for calculating metabolic heat production is a pretty simple equation from the 1960s. And really, there's only four requirements that you need, uh, methane, carbon dioxide, oxygen, and nitrogen. 
And so the green feed gives us all of that information just with the exception of the nitrogen piece. Um, you can include that if you had that information available. Um, in my study, we just omitted that because it's such a small factor in the equation and that's something that's commonly done in research. Um, and so the green feed's been a really useful tool for us um, just because we can take it that step further and calculate um, other important parameters and areas of animal science, such as metabolic heat production. Um, and we did that in part of my research. Really exciting. Um, I did a lot of work on heat production and energy requirements. So you're definitely speaking my language. But just for the, the listeners, why is heat production meaningful um, to, to a producer, someone who is out there in the field? Why might they care about it beyond just a research setting? Yeah. Um, so metabolic heat production is basically the heat produced um, from cattle during processes um, in the body like tissue metabolism and fermentation. And so um, that maintenance energy piece is the amount of energy that we need to feed these animals to maintain their body weight. And so um, energy that's expended in metabolic key production, among other things, um, goes into that maintenance energy requirement. So it's important for beef cattle um, because we rarely want to just maintain. We're trying to um, go above and beyond that in energy for other needs such as growth and lactation, et cetera. So it's really important that we have an idea of um, these energy requirements needed to feed our animals. Absolutely, it is the, the next opportunity moving towards precision management, quantifying what those actual maintenance energy requirements look like. I did a lot of work on my PhD back calculating maintenance energy requirements based off of the animal's performance during the finishing period. So I was using a modeling approach and combining metabolizable energy along with those animals' growth and performance metrics, and we were able to estimate maintenance energy. Do you think green feed could be used to validate those kind of models? Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be another really interesting application for the green feed. Um, and a really good project idea for somebody to um, be able to compare some of the things that you're talking about in calculating maintenance energy um, and compare that to some estimates where you're using the gas flux data um, in that prediction. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be really interesting. It's exciting. You're one of the, the first folks that have published some of the, the work on heat production, and we're really excited to see green feed continue to expand in applications, but I don't want this to seem like a qualifying exam. So how about we keep it a, a little more lighthearted and tell me what you find most exciting about your research. I actually have recently published this in the Journal of Animal Science, and that's on the recommended number of spot samples um, needed for um, methane, carbon dioxide, and oxygen, as well as that metabolic heat production piece that we were talking about. And so in that paper, I made some recommendations for green feed protocols that other researchers can take a look at. Um, and then one of kind of the main takeaways from that was that in your protocol, you should be looking at the number of spot samples from an animal um, during that trial rather than maybe that full like test duration or number of days on trial. 
and we had that experience um, just in a grazing setting um, as your animals kind of visit the green feed fewer times per day than maybe in a confinement setting is what we experienced. And so it may take grazing animals a little bit longer to acquire the same number of visits as in a confinement setting. And so um, if you're basing your protocol just then you can have a target number of visits no matter what your um, setting is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's been a lot of work done on the confinement side, but we have more and more users starting to use green feed in those extensive grazing systems. So having that resource available for students and researchers to go and read is terrific. Where could they find the paper if they want to read a little more? Yeah, so my paper was published in the Journal of Animal Science at the end of May of this year. Um, my name is Elizabeth Dressler. I was the first author on it, and it's titled Characterization of the Number of Spot Samples Required for Quantification of Gas Fluxes and Metabolic Heat Production in Grazing Beef Cows Using a Green Feed. So if you're interested, you can go and check it out there for more info. That's great, and congratulations on the publication. Thank you. Um, what's been the most challenging thing in your research to overcome? Um, so we've talked a little bit about using it in a grazing setting, and I think that also comes with some other additional um, hurdles for me. Um, it's also just been difficult for us to locate cattle that fit the specific parameters that we're wanting for the project. So we're using registered Angus cattle. That's where our funding source was from as well as grazing forages on one pasture for an extended period of time to allow us to do that trial and then also managed in a small enough group to use the green feed because producers in my area utilize rotational grazing so they're moving around um, and we either have to move the green feed with them or find um, ones that are staying in a pasture for a longer amount of time or they run very large groups on very large pastures and so um, local producers have been really great working with us and have worked with us as much as they can to help us source animals for um, our trials. But um, just the grazing piece and locating the, the animals we're needing has probably been one of the most challenging things for us. It's always hard when you're doing those long-term grazing studies, working with those collaborators on farm. Along those same lines, you're measuring, um, you know, methane from these animals along with that CO2 and, and oxygen. What it has been some of the perceptions from producers of green feed? Are they eager to see some of the data? Are they apprehensive? Absolutely. Um, a lot of the producers in my area have been really excited to work with us on this project. Um, there are people who are really active in the industry and want to um, be a part of the sustainability and what we can do. And so they have, that's why they've been really willing to work with us is because they are interested in seeing that data back as well of what's going on with their animals um, and very willing to be a part of the research that we can do um, as far as in sustainability in the beef industry. It's always interesting to hear producers' takes on things, you know, different regions, different perceptions, and we're excited to see some of the continued results of your research. 
that being said, what are you excited to dig into next? Yeah, um, I'm really excited to continue our data collection with the green feed so we can continue to grow our data set um, so that I can perform that genetic analysis of the gas uh, fluxes and be able to provide our industry with some variance components and heritability estimates um, for these really important phenotypes and specifically grazing beef cattle. I know this sustainability issue is here to stay and, and working towards those phenotypes and large scale genetic analyses are going to be really important. And it's wonderful that Greenfeed is able to help support that research. So we are sitting here at the animal science meeting, like I said when we started, and you received a scholarship to attend the Joseph P. Fontenot. Congratulations. Uh, it's always wonderful to have those opportunities to attend these kind of, of meetings, share your research. What was that application like in case we have some listeners that are interested next year? Yeah, so um, it was through the ASAS Foundation, and I applied for it online back in January of this year. Um, when those nominations for some of the other ASAS awards that are being presented today were um, due back in January. And so that is when I applied online for the scholarship as well and was fortunate enough to receive that, which has allowed me to come to the ASAS meeting to share some of my research on the green feed. It's great. We sponsored some students from CELOC as well to attend the meeting. And this was our first year and it's wonderful to have that chance to intermingle. And what's been your favorite thing about the animal science meeting this week so far? So my favorite part of coming to ASAS uh, here in Albuquerque has just been to listen in on some of the other sustainability talks that were being presented by other people and some of the research that they're doing in other areas of sustainability um, and make that connection with people who are really interested in this subject as well. Well, Elizabeth, I won't take any more of your time. I appreciate you joining me to answer some questions about your research. It was truly a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And join us next time for another episode of Ruminating Around the Table, where we'll be talking about sustainability issues with a major professor. Ah. <laughs>